Hey y'all, Sam Marisak here, aka The Dietitianist. Combine the words dietitian and nutritionist. You get the gist. Been a while since we've recorded last. Super excited to have Bennett with me this evening. And before we dive into our conversation and I let him formally introduce himself, a full disclaimer that this podcast is meant for informational and educational purposes only. It does not constitute a client-provider relationship, nor should it be used for individualized sports nutrition therapy advice. If you have specific questions, I encourage you to contact me directly. So Bennett, I didn't want to butcher your last name, number one. Number two, I always like to allow guests to introduce themselves. That way they can share as little or as much as they want. Yeah, for sure. My last name is it looks weird to pronounce until you hear it. It's Duran, like the band Duran Duran. That's a good way to remember. Yeah. So I grew up in Cincinnati, born and raised. Um, I lived in Marymount pretty much my whole life. I went to Marymount from kindergarten all the way through senior year. And from seventh grade until now, I've been running pretty much nonstop cross country, indoor track and track, you name it. And I've probably done it. Nice. Okay. So obviously a fellow 513er over here. Let's talk a little bit about some of your Cincy faves, Um, specifically running wise. Do you have a favorite place to run in Cincinnati? That is a good question. I do have a couple good ones. So the Loveland bike path, I love that for my long runs because you'll go like seven or eight and a half miles out and you'll just see so many different things. And then there's another loop over by Xavier it's called oh what is it I think it's the city loop and you just pretty much run all around downtown which is really nice and then oh a good spot for hills is um Martin Luther King Street that street is very good for hills and I do enjoy that and every once in a while um I'll go down to the south 80 which is over in Marymont and and it's it's some garden plots and it's very different from running on the road, which I do 95% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Where do y'all typically host practice? Is it just straight from campus? Yes. Most practices we will meet outside on the turf at Xavier. We do not have a track, which is a little bit annoying, but I mean, at the end of the day, like we, we make, we make do with it. Like there's a dirt track. I think it's, it's a three miles away. So we'll go out there for a hard run and we'll do some sets of 400s and 500s out there. And I couldn't really complain because I, I like being outside. And whenever we go out there, the people we always see and meet, they're always super nice. <laughs> I'm sure. So you alluded to Xavier. So you ran for Marymount in high school and then decided to continue your running career at Xavier. And anybody who is unfamiliar with Cincinnati, Xavier and UC, aka the University of Cincinnati, big, big rivals. So what made you choose Xavier and how did you know that you wanted to stay in Cincinnati? Oh, that that is a good question. I do get asked that one a lot. Like, why are you 15 minutes from home? Like a lot of my friends assumed that I, I was from out of town. I was like, no, I know everything. So I think it was, let's see, my junior track season was when I really started to consider like running like after high school and originally I was reaching out to schools all over Ohio 
some schools in Indiana, Kentucky. I even had some coaches reach out to me from Appalachian State University. And so I was I was definitely had a lot of options. But at the end of the day, I was really looking at it. And I visited quite a few schools, quite a few facilities. And at Xavier, I felt like not only the team, but the coaches like wanted to have me there. And cross country and track has always been about community for me. And when I got to do my official visit, I felt like everybody wanted to know things about me and like, what's up with you? What are your favorite events? Stuff like that. And I think that just like feeling that presence of being wanted was something that was really important to me. And Xavier's also in the Big East, and that is one of the most competitive conferences for pretty much any of the sports, especially basketball. And I do love a good Xavier basketball game. That's and my dad and I, we used to go when I was little, but once COVID happened, we didn't really get a chance. And then after I committed to Xavier, I started, we started going to more games and we were like, yeah, this is, this is nice. Like uh, my dad went to Xavier for his master's degree. So it was, I think he was pretty happy with my choice as well. <laughs> That's always a, um, a factor for sure. Uh parental influence there very nice okay yeah so still along the same lines talking about Cincinnati do you have a favorite coffee place a favorite restaurant favorite go-to spot within Cincinnati so franchise wise I'm a big skyline guy okay. I love skyline so much like oh it's just it's just one of my favorite places ever and then I would say like a local place is there's this place called Taglio. It's a pizza place. Yeah. 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 Over on Columbia, Tusculum. And that place is just, it's just something else what they do with their pizza. I don't know what it is, but it is, it is amazing. I could, I could have that like every day and I would not get sick of it. No dead. Okay. So Skyline over Gold Star is what I'm hearing. And again, yes. for maybe listeners unfamiliar with the quote unquote three way, which is a cuisine uh unique to the tri-state area are you a coney or a chili fan so my skyline order gets rather expensive because i i do eat a lot as a d1 athlete so i will get a three-way three cheese conies and then a chilito <laughs> so i do end up eating a lot which is i mean if my mom dad if they're paying i will i will gladly order that <laughs> <laughs> noted okay gotcha so are you a coffee drinker Caffeine i am not, consumer not at all and my parents are my sister is last year for christmas i got them a fancy coffee machine that was that was my big surprise to them was a big fancy coffee machine but myself i just do not do coffee i'm mostly water gatorade powerade person so stick in with the basics as a as an endurance athlete Okay. I can appreciate that. So in regards to your running career, and I heard you say, you know, kind of your junior year of high school is when you started con seriously contemplating, considering continuing your running into college. And that so happened to be at Xavier. What would you say are kind of some of your favorite things com competing in college compared to, or running in college? the high school level and maybe what are some things that surprised you or maybe you weren't expecting so I would say college running is definitely a step up competition wise like 
I knew going in there that there was going to be grad students and fifth years. And I was like, well, I mean, because when I was a freshman in high school, like I was like, there were seniors, so it can't be that different. And it it really is. There's guys running 100 plus miles a week. And I remember getting out on the course for my first meet. I ran the all Ohio meet. Mm-hmm. And I remember there were just so many people. They were so quick. We were going, I, I went through the mile at like 453 for an 8K. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is fast. Even, even in high school, I didn't really do that. And I would say in high school, like you got like, quote unquote, like playing time. I mean, I don't really know how to compare running time, I guess. But in college, it's a lot different, especially like at the D1 level, you really have to prove yourself over and over again to, to keep your spot, which is, it's a, it's a little, it's a tough, it's tough, but it's fair. Yeah. I think that is a good way to put it. It's a whole different ball game. And especially for the men, because they go from 5k in high school to during championship cross season, a 10k. So they're literally doubling the distance. Yeah. Yeah. I've not ran a 10k yet, but hopefully next year, which will be like my freshman, my first freshman season, officially getting to run cross here. Hopefully I'll get to do a 10k. I mean, the guys on my team, they're, they're very impressive and it's, it's always nice getting to watch them. Yeah. I saw some records were broken there at regionals slash conference. Correct me if I'm wrong there. And conference. They, and at conference, I, we just had a lot of guys perform well, which was good for us. And then regionals, we really popped off in the 10k. I, we had one guy, Trevor Nolan, he's a junior right now. And he ran the new record for our 10K. I think he ran 31.10. It's cooking, especially for grass. Yes, yes, indeed. It was very (laughs) impressive. I was very proud of them. Yeah. And talk to me a little bit about, I know when you said, it's it's really neat to hear you be excited for the success of your teammates. And you said when you came for your official visit to Xavier, feeling I think the word you used was wanted how would you kind of describe the team culture and maybe what are some of the stories that stand out in your mind that you've been a part of so far oh I would say to begin with it's a very fun group of guys like whenever you're with them you never know what's going to happen and like you know as as a runner you're doing you're doing as a distance runner especially especially once you get to the college level you're doing a lot more mileage and it feels like there's we never run out of things to talk about, which if it if it were just me by myself running, I would be bored out of my mind doing 60 miles a week. But getting to have these guys on long runs and hard workouts, it really keeps you going. I would say like one distinct memory I had was in the very beginning of the year. <laughs> no one's not let me live this down. So Xavier has a Corrido on campus. And one of my teammates was like, all right, for this workout, we're going to meet at the Corrido on campus. I thought the Corrido he was talking about was one that I'd passed on my runs in the past going around Cincinnati. So I ran like, I think it was like two or three miles out, waited for him. And I was like, I don't think he's coming. So I ran back to Xavier. So I ended up having a like a six mile warm up. Then I saw another one of my teammates and I was like, I can't find him. I don't know where he went. And he goes, the credo's right there. So you got a six mile warm up before the workout. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I had a, like a six mile warm up and like a two mile cool down, which probably looked odd on my Strava. I was gonna say yes, that was one one item that popped up in my head when you were sharing your favorite places to run in Switzerland. So you are on Strava, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, is it Musky Hill? There by over by the rec center. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, the one on the one by Cintas. Yes, that super steep, the one, but the one very short. It? Yes, by the tennis courts. Yeah, I've done those there before. I've done that. It, <laughs> Probably got some like king of the warm. mountain status there. Yes, in August it is very hot doing that. <laughs> nice. Okay, so miss judging the starting location of yeah. potential workout so what does a typical workout or I should say week of training look like do you guys do mostly in season practices all together do you guys have any OYO days what is a standard men's cross workout look like yeah that's a good question so being in Cincinnati, there's there's a lot we can do running wise. There's hills, there's flat areas, there's grassy terrain. So Mondays are normally they're on your own. Then Tuesdays is a workout day. So you'll have your workout. And then we have lifting Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 to 11. So that's always something you can count on is that being then. Wednesdays. Normally we'll have practice and then we'll do core and bands, which are very important. I would recommend doing that. Keeps you keeps your IT bands, which you don't really work them at that much being a runner. And then Thursdays, another on your own day. And then Friday is normally our harder of the two workouts. So it would be like a Tuesday we do maybe hills and a Friday could be 400 400 500 for like four reps or or k repeats 10 times or a four and a half mile tempo twice and then saturdays on your own and then sundays are our long runs which can range from 14 to 17 miles between all the guys yeah do you guys have a favorite place for long runs or are you just kind of spur of the moment um so our coach he will normally pick between a few places. There's Avoca Park, which is over by Marymont. There's Bubland. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else. I'm trying to think. There's quite a few. So there's also um, Lunkin Airport, that one. You can do quite a few different routes. We normally start, there's a farmer's market down there. And we'll normally start. And there's like, I think five or six different ways you can go out of there and get a completely different run in, which is nice because you can, you could do six weeks out doing your long run there. And each week you could do it slightly different and you'd see completely different things, which is really nice. The bike trail is amazing. Even compared to 10 years ago, how Lunkin will connect over there to that dog park. And then eventually you can run by the soccer complex, Clear Creek, you know, and then hook up to yeah. the Loveland bike trail. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, good old Clear Creek. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So do you guys have water stops or fueling stops along the way? Or is it just, hey, we're going to camel this, a.k.a. Like if we find somewhere to drink, we'll stop. But otherwise, just hydrate before. So our coach is big on hydration and nutrition. Oh, nice. And okay. So 
over at the HFCC, which is where all our practices are hosted. That's where we'll meet for our long runs. They have a like a snack room and they have like Gatorade pouches and like, or I don't, I don't remember what they're called, but they're like, you eat them during your run. And so we'll have that. And then on most of our runs, there's normally like a water fountain on the bike path that we'll stop at. And so like maybe like seven, there's one like seven miles in. So we'll stop there, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have like formal like setups or maybe they just do this in Texas? I don't know. Our coach would like randomly follow us in his truck with like water bottles. Um, no, I, I you can't really do that on 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 the bike trail. But if <laughs> if he could do that, he would be doing that. That is something he would be doing. If he, he might get that. arrested driving a vehicle on the bike trail, correct? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if he did figure out a way to do that for us. But we unfortunately do not have a way to do that at the moment. That's dedication. That is dedication. Nice. Um, so yeah. We talked kind of your journey into running, your mom signing you up in seventh grade and that you grew up in Marymount, kind of your favorite running places in Cincinnati. You are a Skyline, not a Gold Star fan. Let that be known. (laughs) Do not make a Gold Star. (laughs) No Gold Star. Um, Track, track, track. What are you studying at Xavier? So right now, well, I was a nursing major, but mm-hmm. it just I just, it just wasn't for me. So I did a lot of thinking. And next semester, I'm going to be taking business classes. So I'll be like in business marketing. So I'm kind of feeling things out right now. Cool. Okay. Do you find it somewhat challenging or not challenging at all to balance the academics as well as a significant increase in training? once you went from high school to college? 100%, especially at the very beginning. Like the very beginning, it was weird because I had time, but at the same time, I didn't have any time, which was, it was, it was odd to me. Like I would have practice until like 10, 30, 11, every single day. And mm-hmm. then I'd go to classes. Some of the classes would start at 11 or the, on other days, they'd be starting at one, but it was definitely an adjustment. But once I, I think once I really figured out like what, what worked for me, like from there on, it was smooth sailing, but those first like three or four weeks, it was like, what's going on? Like there's all these assignments and I don't really know people yet. So I can't ask for help and everyone's still nervous and getting lost and stuff like that. But as as this years went on, I figured out more and more like good places to study. Like I found my friend group outside of running too, which is which is very it's very important to me to have friends outside of running so I can talk to them about something other than running. Cause <laughs> like most of my day is running because my roommate is also a runner. And then my other freshman teammates, they live the floor below us. So we see them a lot and it's, it's just nice to have like something else besides running. Yeah. I think that's a valid point you make because 
I know at least when I was competing in college, most of my friend group was runners. And yes, when you are living with them, traveling with them, training with them, it's nice sometimes for a figurative change of scenery. Like sometimes I'm just like, I need a break. I need, I need to go hang out with my, with my other friends, just see what's up with them. And another thing is like that I found is my friends, like they're sweet people and they really understand like that like sometimes like, like I can't like stay out as late on a certain day because I got to get up in the morning and like they just completely understand that and they're always there and they're always asking me how my training is and we just like I feel like we really have like a special connection between me and my friends which is which is something that like I don't really I didn't really have that in high school so getting to have that in college is it's very nice like I remember after my first race, I, I told them about it and they were like, I don't understand how you run that fast. Like, like I couldn't do that. <laughs> That's amazing that they're so supportive too. And especially because I think it's even more sentimental because maybe they, because they aren't a part of it. Whereas like yeah. maybe someone who's a part of it, they like kind of have to be like, Oh, yeah. that's great. Or is there like yeah. taking a genuine interest? Good for you, Bennett. Um, what else would you like to share with listeners or that you would like listeners to know about you, your running story, um, any and all of the above? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. I would say that I've always kind of been like the underdog. Like my sophomore year, it was COVID. And I kind of like found out that I was struggling with a autoimmune disorder, which I didn't even know I had. And all my coaches were frustrated and stuff like why I should be running faster than I am. And I think that through that, it seemed like I wasn't gonna be able to keep running because I couldn't run. I couldn't breathe. I, I didn't feel well, but once we figured it out, I was like, I was like, you know what I want to do? I, I want to bring my team with me places. Like I don't want to be the only one that goes to districts. I don't want to be the only one that goes to regionals. I don't want to be the only one that's at state. And for me, I really felt like, like I was like putting not only myself out there when I was on a course, I was putting my whole team out there, like together, like, I, like, even though throughout high school, I, I did win a lot of races, but it, I feel like it just wasn't always about me. And I didn't want it to always be about me. I wanted it to be about us as a team, like, I want, I wanted everyone on my team to feel included. And I really felt like that, cause that's how I felt when, when I was a runner, when I was a freshman, I, I mean, I was on varsity all four years, but my freshman year, I was not nearly as fast as I was compared to my senior year. And through all of that, there were always other people there to support me. So I wanted to be the teammate that was there to support them, see what's up with them. Like if you're having an off day, I want you to come talk to me. If you're having like pain or anything like let me know and we'll go see the trainer we'll talk to coaches we can get your workout adjusted if you're not feeling well I just really wanted to be that person like like I'm not giving up on myself I'm not giving up on my teammates I'm a pretty persistent person like I don't like being told no especially in the running world like when I, I think it was my freshman or sophomore year we hadn't been it was my sophomore year we hadn't been to state in oh like I think over 10 years and I was like you know what um well, that's got to change so that whole sophomore summer I was like we're gonna go to state we're gonna go to state 
And my teammates, they got sick of me saying it. They were like, you know, we're either going to make it or we're not. And I was like, we're going to go to state though. Like, we're not going to go by ourselves. We're going as a team. And it happened. Like, we kept pushing each other. And, you know, on those hill workouts, on those mile repeats, on those track days, it was push, push, push for this final goal going to state. And then the next year, my junior year, I was when I got even faster and I was starting to do even better, my teammates, they were like, we're going to, we're going to do better this year. And then at regionals, it, it poured regionals are in Troy, Ohio, and it is either freezing cold, like jacket, sweatpants, hoodie, mittens, gloves, all of it, or it is pouring rain every year, my freshman year, pouring rain, sophomore year, it was, it was freezing junior year it was raining and it was freezing <laughs> senior year it was very cold but through all those years troy was the one course that everyone just would talk about be like i don't like that course like and for my team i was like if, if we're gonna do well we can't come in with that attitude yeah this course is not the greatest but we are not going through it alone we are all going through the same thing together so if we're gonna go through it miserably we're going to go through it miserably together and my junior year we barely made it out to state and our coach like had a very blunt conversation with us she was like she was like we're not we're not ranked this year in in the state in the top 10 and during that meet me and my teammate Ben Fonestock who is a currently a senior at Marymont he's also pretty quick and so like I was with him on the line and we were running similar times all season and I was like, all right, this race, you're just going to follow me. Like when I tell you to move up, you're going to have to move up. And throughout the entirety of the race, it was me and my teammates who were waving each other along. And then we ended up getting fourth in the state, which was the best that Mary Mott had ever done. And I couldn't be more proud of myself or my teammates. Bennett, that is such a deep and inspiring story. I'm sitting here listening and I just feel myself like, if emojis were going off in my head, it would be like the red 100, the hands up emoji, the party face emoji. Like, and I think anyone who does run can that resonates with them because running in the sport in general, it's like, yes, it is an individual sport, but you're only as good as maybe your slowest person. So it only benefits the team as a whole to have everybody on board and to paraphrase what you said, misery loves company. And I think being able to translate that into workouts, races, and then even whenever a person's competitive career ends, how do you translate those same character qualities into real life? And it's just such a, I don't even know the phrase I'm looking for, other than that makes me so happy for you. And the fact that you were willing, able, and wanting to pour into other people is such a testament to like um who you are as a person <laughs> and this is the first time we've had a conversation but um it's really inspiring and i'm sure you know um coming in to a collegiate program with a, that same attitude and sentiment you know um it's contagious you know and i think flip side of that coin is when you have maybe just one teammate who is like constant negative nelly and that's also contagious for better or worse. It is. It is definitely contagious both ways. 
Yeah. So that's, that's so cool. Yeah. I knew you had had a very successful career at Marymount, but I didn't know the full details of specifically your cross country career. So that is so cool. And do you mind to speak to maybe your track career as well at Marymount? Oh yeah, I will for sure. So my freshman track season was canceled because of COVID. So I was extremely disappointed in that when I was told that I was going to have a two-week spring break and I thought it was going to be the best two weeks of my life. And then it turned into a year in which I didn't see like anyone's faces because of the masks. But that sophomore track season, I initially struggled because I'd never run a two mile before. I'd ran the mile indoor and I'd ran like 445. And I think my PR sophomore year of a track was like 10.01 and I didn't even make it out of districts when I thought I was going to do a lot better and it was disappointing to me and like as like and I did a lot of reflecting at the end of the season when I walked off the course and I looked at my coach and I was like next year we're going to go to state like and then regionals we had a very successful four by eight team my sophomore year and we Barely, we got fifth at regionals when Madeira switched up their team on us. And it was very, it was very smart of their coach. They switched up one runner and our coach, she was like, I looked at him and I was like, and once I saw the order, I was like, dang it. It was too late for our coach to save us. So coming to my junior year, Ben Fonestock, who is a big soccer player, he, he was like, all right, I'm going to dedicate myself and I'm going to run track my my soft his sophomore year my junior year and he he was our key component to getting to state for sure like him coming into our track program was it, it was phenomenal we we really needed him not only is he good in the 800 he is scary good in the mile which is he's he's better than me <laughs> but i remember distinctly us running at the district meet and in the beginning, all the other teams, were, we were all so close together. And then something just clicked in all of us Marymount guys. It was me, Henry Buck, Martin Eisenhower, Ben Fonestop. Something just clicked in us that day. And we never looked back. And we went all the way to state. And our coach was just like, this is amazing. We we broke the, we went 807 as our fastest time. So it was very impressive. And then I also made it to state in the 3,200. I had gotten fourth at regionals. I barely snaked my way in there. Like, and the funny thing is the guy that got third at regionals now runs at Xavier too. He was a senior by junior year. His name is Eric. And it was funny because I had no idea he was, he was going to Xavier at the time. But then come my senior track season, and I knew it was going to be a good season for me just because the cross country had been so successful for me. Mm-hmm. And my first meet was slow. I mean, like, that's how it is normally. Like your first meet, it's you've been running outside doing workouts, but I think it was my second or my third meet. I was like, all right, we're going to run. I ran 944. Then I ran 943. Then I ran 942 then at regionals I was like there was some really good competition and I was I was the only one at district who was able to run sub 10 but then at regionals it was like 943 941 944 and there was 
like three or four other guys. And I was like, who wanted the most? Like, we're like, I think it was like, it was very hot. It was, I think 75 or 80 degrees, but then on the track you had like 10 or 20 degrees. Right. And in, and after mile one, I did what my coaches told me to do. And I took off and I never looked back and I ended up winning regionals for that. And that was the best feeling of my life was that. And then States the next week and we're looking at the weather and it's, I think it was 95 degrees. It was, it was something just outrageous. Like, and I was like, yeah, I, and I knew everyone there, like they were happy I was there, but I was unfortunately somehow, I mean, not somehow, I just wasn't ranked in the top 10. So I was like, I'd mentally prepared myself either way. Like either way, I'm going to go out. This is the end of my senior year. I don't have anything to lose. Like I may not get the school record. I'd been so close. The school record was 939. I'd mm-hmm. ran 920. And I get to the state track meet. They're announcing us. We're getting ready to line up. And, you know, like the first mile, I think we went through at 445. And I'm like, and then I took the lead. And it was lap and lap. And it was, there was me and like three other guys, it was four other guys. And we were all super close taking turns. And then, you know, come the seventh lap, I'm going through at like 828. And I'm like, I can do it. Like if I can close in like 105 or something, like I'll be good. And I ended up running 934 and I ended up closing quickly. So, and I got fifth and I was extremely happy. One of my coaches was crying. He was so happy. Like it was just, (laughs) it was just the most amazing, amazing thing in the world. Like in track, I'd always seen people at the state meet and they'd get their medal and they were so happy. And it was, it was now me doing that too. Like I was on the podium. I was like, I just want to be on the podium in high school one last time. And that was perfect Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. It sounds like uh, both cross country and track high school careers ended on a super, super high note. And um, is it too early to let the cat out of the bag? What are kind of your goals or do you have a set event in your, in your mind in regards to running track? Um, this upcoming spring I would say I really want to run a good 5k I want I really want it like once once I have something in my mind and I don't get it the first time like we're gonna get it we're gonna get it it might not be now it might not be five months from now it might be a whole year from now but we are going to get it we're gonna run it and that's extremely important to me is me reaching my goals because like originally when I was running at first like I would doubt myself I was like you can't run this time But now it's like your brain will tell you these things, but you can do so much better than what your brain thinks. Like your brain will try and shut you down when you're not even like 70% of what you're fully at. And I really think my high school 5 KPR was 1550, but I really think I can be running in the 14s soon. That is exciting. It sounds like as far as the mental aspect of running is concerned, I think sometimes that's even harder than the physical, but hearing you, you know, speak and share your story, it sounds like, Hey, like mental headspace, like two thumbs up there for you. What are some tips or maybe insider advice you would share with other high school runners, fellow college runners, runners in general? Oh, I would say like after each, each meet you have, like, just like take two things, like 
and reflect on them. Like whether it was the best rate of your race of your life, or it was a crappy one and you ran a doozy time, like Mm -hmm. you got to reflect on it. You got to look back. But once you leave that track, that time and that attitude has to leave you too. Because if you come into practice the whole next week and you were down in the dumps over some time, maybe you didn't make it in this event. You didn't qualify like, okay, but so did all these other people and they're going to be working hard. So you have to work hard too. You have to work harder than them. Like to an extent, it is your physical capabilities, but it is that other 10% that is so important that it is in your head. Like when you are feeling pain, like a lot of the time you need to take a deep breath. You need to focus. Like you need to keep your head up. You need to keep running forward because there have been so many times when I've been running a race and it will have been my best race. And I will be like, no, if I stopped right now, I mean, what would I really lose? Like, you know, like I can stop now. I can like, you know, drink this chocolate milk like five minutes earlier or like go, go take the best nap of my life later this afternoon. But when I keep pushing myself, when I'm just holding on to that, just if you can just hold on to one thing that will get you through it. Like, just think that one thing. And over time, that one thing will become the one thing in your headspace. And, and like, when you have a bunch of thoughts in your head, you're not going to be able to run well. But when you can focus it down to like one thoughts, maybe one or two thoughts, may, and then maybe even none in your head at all, that is when you were going to run your best is when you are completely blank in your head, when you are just enjoying it. When yeah. you enjoy it, you will run so much better. You'll be so much happier, which is definitely a good piece of advice. And like, if you're starting to like be frustrated by your running, you want you want to take a perspective of someone else and think about like how like how running is affecting them and look at like not only your own joy but the joy of others and it will help you a lot. Yeah, I think that is a well-rounded perspective to walk away with. Hey, enjoying your success, and then maybe if your success is running dry currently, and embracing other people's triumphs. Um, Words of wisdom from Bennett. Well, Bennett, I want to give you the last word. Are there any resources, um, must follow places or websites? If listeners want to connect and or um, find you on social, is there a way that they can do that? That is a really good question. So there's my main Instagram, which is Bennett Turan. And then I do have an account solely dedicated to running. It's been at Turan Running. It's also in my bio. And if you ever have any questions, um, I'm always down to talk. I've helped some of my friends who are seniors now get into contact with coaches because the recruiting process can be extremely confusing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess we didn't really touch on that, but I would echo that sentiment. And I can't even imagine because of all of the social media channels handles don't even know if I'm using the correct terms there slash how NIL has changed the landscape since 2021 it is compared to yeah I feel old dating myself here but you know it was just like Facebook Instagram and no NIL so kudos to you and your fellow collegiate athletes currently because it's a lot to juggle 
It is, but once you get the hang of it and other people can help you, it really helps. Yeah, well, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your words of wisdom, insight, and some of your favorite Cincinnati places and hangouts. I appreciate it, Bennett. Thank you so much. There you have it, y'all. Bennett Turan. He shared you can find him on Instagram at Bennett Turan and slash or Bennett Turan running. I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and with Thanksgiving fast approaching and 2024 right around the corner, I want to wish you all a happy season of celebrating. And as always, be sure to follow me for all the latest and greatest happenings. We've got a full schedule ahead. Some group happenings to be aware of launching in early 2024, running Performance Club, a flying pig edition in partnership with Fleet Feet Sensi. So stay tuned for more deets. My RPC 1.0, aka Running Performance Club 1.0 is my high schoolers. We have an upcoming indoor track FAQ session. Registration coming soon. For my collegiate runners or Running Performance Club 2.0 balancing training and finals, it is crunch time. If you're interested in working one-on-one with me, you can contact me directly to be added to the waiting list and be the first to know when openings become available. In the meantime, and until next time, y'all, cheers. Cheers.